Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Well, open your Bibles tonight to 1 Peter 2.24. I'm going to share my verse with you. I don't often share my verse. That's my verse. My mom gave it to me when I was nine, I think. She said, that's your verse. I said, okay, thanks. And of course, when you're nine, you really think she's giving you your, that's your verse. And then you hear other people using her like, mom, somebody's using my verse. <laughs> right? Because you're nine, it is your verse. And uh, she gave it to me when I was really sick, actually, when I was nine. And guess what? On a nine-year-old, the Lord works just like it works on a 90-year-old. Right. Amen? Yep. And uh, actually, sometimes better. You know, when Jesus said something, you need to become like a little child, sometimes we need to become like a little child. You know, people uh, people in our circles, you know, sometimes we get so smart in faith that we forget it's faith in God. Right? We're trying to get more faith. Well, we need to get more faith, more faith in God. Right? More faith in God means more trust, more leaning to, more 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 looking to, seeking after Amen. That's that's faith in God. When you begin to seek after Him, you know I spent uh, oh about seven or eight years when I first started the business that I was in, and I spent that seven or eight years seeking prosperity. And when I found God, I didn't seek prosperity anymore because why? I had found prosperity. I found God, and when I found God, then prosperity happened. Amen? Amen. And so often we get caught looking, and we talked about this last week, looking for the gift rather than the giver. And when we find the giver, we'll we'll get the gift. Amen? The gifts are all by grace, and and they're made to be received that way. And and this verse talks all about it. Um, In verse 1 Peter 2.24, it says, "Who, Who his own self bear our sins. Whose sins did he bear? He didn't have any. Jesus didn't sin. He was sinless. He was the spotless lamb. He was the perfect sacrifice for you and me. He was more than enough to cover every person that would ever be born on this earth. That sacrifice covered it. Amen? You know, when people say, well, you know, I don't know if he'd heal me. He already did. The sacrifice covered it. Amen? Uh, when, when he talks about bore your sins... He bore what caused sickness. Amen? He bore what brought the curse into the world. And the sin, and sickness came with the curse. Amen? And He bore the sin, taking it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Amen? Taking it out of the way where it can be put aside. If we have to bring it back, He's not going to. He's eliminated it. In other words, He's not looking to heal you. In His mind, He's already healed you. He's already saved you. He's rescued you from destruction. Glory to God. And and He's excited. He's been excited for the last 2,000 and some years. Actually, He was excited before that because He knew it was going to happen before it happened. He's been been excited since before the foundation of the earth. Amen? You know who was the most excited person when you got saved? God. God. Why? Because you accepted the gift. Yes. The gift that, that He had, had worked so hard to get to us. Yes. And, and put it in place. The, the greatest gift ever given. Yes. Bore our sins. Carried our diseases. He bore our sins in His own body on the tree that we 
being dead to sin. Why? Because He bore our sin. Now we're dead. Sin does not have any authority over us any longer. In other words, when people say, well, I've sinned, I'll probably be sick. You don't have to be. Well, it doesn't have that kind of authority over you anymore. You have an advocate with the Father. You have, you have a, a somebody to stand before you and say, He's mine. Right? And He's faithful and just to forgive. That doesn't mean you want to go out to... You want to use this grace that's been given to you wisely. Right? It's going to take your faith to receive out of all this grace. These, the, the forgiveness of sins, an act of grace. Healing, an act of grace. And the way we receive both of those, this, the day you were saved and forgiven of your sins, you received it by faith. Mm-hmm. Amen? You believed in your heart, you spoke with your mouth. When you receive healing in your body, believe it in your heart, speak it with your mouth, and it shall be done. The, the salvation is healing. It's part of grace. And if we'll receive it by faith the same way we receive salvation, the very same way. It's, it, was, it was the same act. It, it all happened in the same three days. Yes, amen. Amen? amen? This was this was our salvation. Amen? And he said, he said that you're being dead to sins because now that you're dead to sins, you can live to righteousness. You can live a justified life. You don't have to walk around with your head down. You're not proud. You're forgiven. Right? You're not in pride. Now see, in the faith circle, sometimes we get in spiritual pride. Right? Anytime you have to yell that you're in faith, spiritual pride. Right? Anytime somebody says... You're not feeling good? You say, oh, I feel good. That might be spiritual pride. You want to check it out. Right? You need an Advil? I wouldn't take an Advil. You might be in spiritual pride. Right? Right? Maybe you ought to see a doctor. Doctor? Oh! Faith people don't see doctors. Faith people do. Right? Or some faith people wouldn't be here. Faith people... Do what God says. If He says walk on the water, they step on the water. If He says receive your sight, they receive their sight. Amen? Faith people listen to God and they do what God says. They don't decide what God says says because they don't like the alternative. Amen? You not liking the alternative is not a reason to change what God said because... It ain't going to make it powerful. What God says is an empowerment. It gives you ability. It gives you the, the, the grace to receive from to do those things that He's told you to do. Amen? And, 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 and our, by whose stripes we were healed. What he, what's He saying? He's saying, you were healed. You're, you're not looking, to, you're not looking for me to do this. We're not, see, when, when we do, when we get into the, to the spiritual pride, we get into these things where we're trying to get God to do something. We're wondering what we're doing wrong. For seven years, I searched for what I wasn't doing. I questioned what could I do more. Right? I looked for more scriptures. How many scriptures do you need to get healed? One. You know what would do it? John three sixteen. That'd be. It. You wouldn't even need to go any further. Amen. 
Because we don't need more scriptures. We don't need more word. You don't need to spend more time in confessions. You know, all that is good if it's done in faith. If it's done to produce faith, then it's not good. Amen? We're justified. So when our works come out of that justification by faith, then we're justified by our work. But if the works comes to justify our faith, if we're doing it to show somebody, to prove ourselves, then, then there's, no, there's no power there. Because why? Because God didn't tell you to do it. You're doing it to show God and show everybody else that you're in faith. Amen? And that, that's not going to bring healing. Why? Because healing's already here. He, he's, you're not waiting for Him to do something new. When you, when you find God, when you seek the giver, when you look for the things that God has for us, then, then you find the healer. And healing is with Him. Amen? Because all you were looking for was the healer. You, you were looking for God. When I began to look for God, I got excited about God. Not, not, not about healing, not about prosperity. I got excited about God and I couldn't figure out how much more I could do for Him. Because, not because I wanted to do works, I wanted to do whatever He needed done. Yeah. It's not works then, that, that, that's a joy. Yeah. Amen? And, and anytime you say, well, Lord, I've done this, and I've done this, and I've done this, you're, you're, you're quoting your works. Right? That, that's not how you receive from God. You know, when we start quoting our works, and, and even in our minds, start, it starts reeling through all the stuff we've done. Either way, bad or good. Your bad works or your good works. Neither one of those cause healing. We're not healed by works. No, we're healed by faith in grace. Amen? It's the grace of God. We're justified. We were unjust, and the just justified us. We're justified through Jesus. We're made righteous through Jesus. We're not, we're not righteous on our own. We didn't, we have no righteousness. We're like Paul. He said, he said, not having a righteousness of my own, being found in Him. What? Well, that's the righteousness you want to be found in right there. Because in that righteousness is this healing. Amen? In that righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Amen? In our own righteousness, we get nothing. And we cry because we didn't. And we say, but Lord, but Lord, didn't I? Couldn't I? Shouldn't I? Wouldn't I? Why? Why? Anytime you're asking those questions, check yourself. You're in spiritual pride. (laughs) Why would you need to ask God why? If He really answered you, you'd be more upset because He'd say, well, because you're not in faith. You'd be more upset. And you'd say, well, God, I am in faith. And you'd say, okay. He'd leave you alone. Amen? I know, because I've done it. I've done it. I'm sure there's several of you have done it. You know what? We get to the place where we want something bad enough that we'll blame God for not having it. And we're in a bad place right then. Because there's nothing for you to receive there. Amen? In fact, as Brother Moore spoke on it Sunday, I'd get that CD if I were you and you wanted to go further with that. Amen? Look at 1 Peter 3.18. Same book, different chapter, although it wasn't written in chapter and verse. So this is part of the same letter. Amen. It says, For Christ 
also hath once suffered for sins. Another one, one time, one act in, in, in Romans, it says that the one offense caused many to sin. The one act of righteousness caused the many to be righteous. Amen. That was a Dave translation, but that's what it says. Amen. So, so the act of righteousness that he gave, gave us this righteousness and then by whose stripes you were healed. Why? Because you're now righteous with the righteous Jesus. You're now receiving because of his work. Amen. And, and, and because of his work, his finished work, healing is yours. It is part of your salvation and by faith we receive it. Amen. It says, it says, for Christ has suffered for, for, suffered for sin, once for sins, the just for the unjust. In other words, the just Jesus died for our sins. Amen? The unjust. And how, why did he do it? That he might bring us to God. What a great deal. What, what a great verse. Jesus took our sins so that he might bring us to God. He said, if I, if I clean him, Lord... I can get them to you. And God said, that's exactly what I want. That's exactly what I want. I want those, I want my people back. And Jesus said, I'll do it. And through his work of righteousness, we're now the righteousness of God in Christ. And we can receive on that level, but we have to receive at that level. Amen? You're not trying to ascend to some level to receive it. You're trying to be who he made you to be in Christ. Amen? And, and you're trying, when, when we ask for something, we need to ask in faith. Asking in faith, you know, I'm certain, and I've talked to people on the phone, and, and, and I've probably done it, and you've probably done it, but if, if, if Jesus stopped you and said, what can I do for you? You'd tell him the story of why you should have already had it, instead of just asking for what he could do for you. Amen? I know on the prayer phones... The, the people will get caught and they'll say, well, let me tell you the story. You don't need the story. Jesus never asked for the story. He asked for what you wanted. What can I do for you? He didn't want to hear why you're in that position. Why? Because it's not going to matter to him. Even if you were wrong, it's not going to matter. If you, if you try to be right, you're not going to be in receiving mode. You can't receive by your righteousness. It's not possible. So, so you could claim, you could say, well, Lord, Jesus, thank you for showing up here today because I do need some stuff and I've been doing the work. I've been sitting right on the front row. I sang louder than anybody when the songs were going. I volunteered to help in every position I could do. I've done this, I've done that. And, and he's going to say, what can I do for you? The first question again. And until we humble ourselves and realize that all this means nothing, amen, because it's His righteousness by which we receive, it's grace, it's a free gift. You cannot receive a free gift with payment. It's not possible because it's free. If you try to pay for it, it's no longer a gift. Therefore, you no longer have it. Amen? That's what our faith is for. It's to receive out of that great gift. Amen? It's by faith we, we receive. It's, it's, it's by faith. It's, it's grace, and we receive it by faith. And if, if we're going to be healed, that's how we're going to get it. Amen? 
Not, not, by, not by what you've done, by what He's done, by who He is. Amen? Why do you think, all, if you look through the, all the people that sought Him, that sought Him, were healed. The ones that sought Him for who He was. The ones that sought Him because He was the carpenter's son. They got nothing. Why? Because they devalued who He truly was. When we seek the gift rather than the giver, then we devalue the gift. Amen? We devalue the giver, so the gift becomes a non, non-issue. Amen? I think I said that right. We'll circle back to it. Amen? It says, The just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. Look at Hebrews 10. The just for the unjust. He's now made us the just. We're just. You've been justified by Jesus. You've been justified. You don't have, we don't have to justify ourselves anymore. When, when we go to the throne of God, we can go boldly claiming the blood of Jesus. We can go boldly claiming our sonship. We can go boldly before God and we can ask for things. And we can, we don't have to explain to Him why we should get them. Right? But Ramsey rarely had to come to me and explain why she wanted something. Usually if she just said, Dad, I want, I said, what? Right? And then if it wasn't something that she shouldn't have, right, or wasn't ready to have, she got it. Amen? Well, he's a much better father than me, which with much better gifts. Glory to God, much better gifts. Glory to God. It says, now the just, those that are justified, shall live by faith. In other words, the life that we have now is a life of faith. And, and the just shall live by it. What, what do you mean? If you're justified, you're now living by faith. You don't have to, you don't have to tell about everything you've done. You don't have to tell about everybody you've been, everybody you've talked to, how many people you've led to the Lord. Doesn't matter. We talked about those people last week that talked about all that. Lord, didn't we? Didn't we do mighty works in your name? Didn't we heal? Didn't we, didn't we cast out devils? And he said, well, I don't know you. Why? Because that's not what he's looking for. He's looking for somebody that's been justified. Amen? He's not, he's not looking for somebody to tell him what they've done. He's tell, looking for somebody to tell him what he's done for them. Amen? How their life's been changed by the blood of Jesus. Amen? That, that's the people he's looking for. Glory to God. Just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. You know, a lot of people think that's drawing back from faith, and it is. But when we start justifying ourselves, justifying ourselves, we're drawing back. Why? Because we're no longer in faith. We're drawing back. Because if you were in faith, you wouldn't need to justify yourself. You'd have to realize you're already justified. Amen? The minute we start justifying ourselves, the minute we start calling, t- telling people we're in faith and, and we believe this, and we quoted 17 scriptures this morning, we were at church, we went to healing class every week for three months. We didn't miss once. And man, we got excited two or three times. None of that matters. You could have not done any of that and got healed. Amen? Those are tools to build your faith to receive more of His grace. Amen? 
If you're having trouble receiving out of that grace, the good thing to do is to get the Word in you. I had a tape in my, and I say tape, and that's how old ago it was. A tape, three-set series in my truck for seven years. Three-tape series. I listened to it, and I was in my truck four hours a day minimum. Every, and I didn't ever turn it off. It just, when I got in and started the engine, it started rolling. It took me seven years to get it. Right? Hey, I kept putting the word in. Amen? I'm not, I, yeah, I didn't get it for seven years. I finally got it after seven years. What if I had quit listening at six? Amen? There, there, it's, it is good to listen to the Word, but I wasn't using that as a justification after seven years. But there was times where my mom would call and she goes, How's things going? I said, Mom, I just don't know about this stuff. I've been listening to these tapes over and over again. I never let the Word out of my ear, and it's just not working. And she'd say, That's not possible, and she'd hang up. <laughs> Nicely, she'd hang up. She called back and said, I love you some, but you can't talk like that. Yes, Mom. Thank you. I'll straighten up. And I go on listening. And my mind would be sitting there thinking, she don't know what she's talking about. Is it working? But I didn't tell her that anymore because I don't want to get hung up on. And the other thing she'd do is talk to you for two hours if you did started that. She's going to hang up on you or talk to you for two hours. I didn't have two hours, and I didn't want to be hung up on. Let's just believe. All those things are good. Your confessions, write down your scriptures, put them on your mirror, look at them every day, put them in your eyes, put them in your ears. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word. If faith comes by hearing, faith goes by not listening. Amen? Because I was hearing, but I was like the first three. You know, I had hard ground, I had rocky ground, and I had weedy ground. Right? It took seven years to find some good ground. Finally found some good ground. Glory to God. But when we get it in our heart, then we start speaking and it makes a difference. Confessions without heart are just words. Confessions with heart are powerful. They're anointed. They carry weight. They do things. Amen? That's what you're, that's the place you're looking to get to. That's the questions you're looking to ask. When Jesus says, what can I do for you? You want to immediately know what he could do for you. You don't want him to say, well, I've tried this, I tried this, and I tried this. No, you don't want to do that. What, what if the woman with the issue of blood, what, after he stopped and said, okay, tell me, who got healed and, and, or before she even got healed, what if he stopped and said, what do, what do you want? And she'd start going over the 12 years. Well, Lord, 12 years, I went to the doctor and I did this. and She'd still be looking for him. Why? Because that's not faith. The only thing she had faith to do was touch the hem of his garment. And she'd be healed. Amen? Everything else we do is, is not going to help. I'm not saying you shouldn't make your commitment. I'm not talking about that. Put your scriptures all around you. They're comfort. I mean, when I came home and I didn't know what, how we were getting paid this week or how we were going to pay a bill this week or what was going to happen, I opened up the Psalms and I started reading. Why? It's comfort. You know, if, if you don't know anything else, get what you know. Get what will help you right now and get you through. Get what you know. Amen?
don't be so prideful to say, well, I listen to the Word all day. I ought to already have comfort. I had somebody tell me one time they had given so much that if they didn't give any more the rest of their life, they should have enough harvest to make it. That might be spiritual pride. And it also might be not giving. Right? Because if you counted your giving, first of all, you might not be your giver. You might be a taker that's just adding up how much you gave so you can see how much you got. That's all I'm going to say about that. We want, we want, we want to know when we go to God and we ask for something, we're already in the, in the, in the mode to receive. We don't have to, because it says he who asks receives. So it's obvious that everybody's not really asking. Because why? Well, I know people aren't receiving. They say, well, I asked and I didn't receive. That's not possible because the Word says everyone who asks receives. So, so there, there must be an ask or an ask in faith. Amen? An ask in faith is, is, is something he can do. An ask without faith, he, he, can't, he can't work with that. Amen? Receiving is going to be the number one thing that you get ready to do because that's what faith does. Faith receives. Amen? Look at it. Look at it. Uh, yeah, Ephesians. Yeah, Ephesians 2. We're still talking about healing. Ephesians 2, verse 8. It says, by, it says, For by grace you are saved. The word saved, we know this, it means healed. It means made whole, preserved, protected, rescued. Amen? And how are you saved? Through faith. Why? Because it's going to take faith to believe. First of all, your mind can't believe it. Your, your, our minds have no capacity to believe. But your heart your, your regenerated, reborn heart has the ability to believe things that are in the Word of God beyond your understanding. Amen? I mean, just to believe in miracles alone is beyond your understanding. Why? If they had understanding, it wouldn't be called a miracle. Right? If you could explain it. But there's so many things that you don't understand right now, yet you believe. Why? Because God said it. It has to be true. Just like my mom hanging up on me. It had to be true. So don't sit there and tell me it's not. It's the Lord. And she wouldn't sit there and tell me that she understood everything about it. But she'd say the Word's true no matter what. That's the end. And, and, and it's not, it's not going to be okay for me to sit there and, and do things contrary to the Word and then expect the Word to work. Amen? It says, for grace, by grace, you are saved, healed, made whole, preserved, saved. You've got salvation. You have, you're made righteous by grace. How? Through faith. Right? You believed in your heart. You confessed with your mouth. And you were saved. You believed that Jesus was raised from the dead. What, what if you just confessed your, what if you just made confessions all the time? Said, nah, I don't know about that resurrection thing. You wouldn't be saved. You gotta, you gotta believe and you gotta speak. Glory to God. We, we want, we want everything. It says not of works, lest any, wait a second, I skipped part of it, through faith, and that not of yourselves. In other words, there's nothing you did for it. 
Nothing you did for it. You did nothing. It's the gift of God. Once we treat it as anything other than a gift, we can no longer have it. Let me rephrase that. You can no longer have the benefits of it. Amen? It's a gift. And the minute you start working for it, you can't get it. Why? Because it's a gift. You can't work for a gift. Does that make sense? It's kind of like when you're a little kid and you were always better the month of December. Why? Because you're working for your gifts. <laughs> you, you're working for it. We don't need to do that for God. He loved you so much that while you were His enemy, He healed your body. He saved your soul. He purchased you back while you were His enemy. He didn't even wait for you to come. He, he, he did it before you came. Put it in place for us. Glory to God, that's a good gift. Amen? And, and it was freely given. It's a free gift. It's, it's a present, an offering. God's offering it to us every day. Every day, healing is, is an offer to you, to me. It's an offer. We should wake up and, exceed, and receive it. Lord, I receive my healing today. And your mind will say, well, you're not sick. That's because I'm healed. Right. Yeah, but you're not sick because I'm healed. Right. Did you know there's no healed people that are sick? Right? You, you know, people say, well, I don't need to claim my healing if I'm sick. You're healed. With, that's why you're not sick. Claim it every day. What, what would be wrong with that? I'm healed. I'm healed. I am the healed. I'm healed. My body's well. I call myself whole. My body works perfect. Everything in me is working good. That's good maintenance. Well, why? Because I'm healed. Yeah, but you're not sick. I know, because I'm healed. Does it make sense? If you're healed, you aren't sick. And if you if you feel bad, that's even a better place to say you're healed. And then people say, well, that's just a lie. No, that's calling those things to be not as though they are. Were. Amen? Glory to God. We call ourselves what God calls us. We're, we're children of God. We're saved by grace. We're rescued from, from disease and sickness. We've been rescued from that. Take your rescue. Grab hold of your rope and let Him pull you in. Amen? Let's not argue. Well, Lord, I, I've been out here treading water and quoting verses. And He said, yeah, there's the lifesaver. And I've been to church. I've been singing. I've been serving. And yeah, there's the lifesaver. None of that matters. The lifesaver's been there before you did all that. Amen? Healing is ours. And, and the quicker we get that in our spirit, and we do wake up in the morning, and it doesn't matter whether you feel the best you've ever felt or whether you feel the worst you've ever felt, your confession remains complete with His. I'm healed. By whose stripes I were healed. Amen? The, the same Jesus that took my sins took my sickness, took my pain, gave me healing. Amen? He, he took away something. And you know, if you take sickness from a body, you know what it is? Healed. Healed. That's what it is. Amen? If you look at the, le- if you look at the guy that had leprosy and he said, he said, you know, now let's just go to it. Let's just go to it. Glory to God. Mark 1. 
Mark 1. Listen to Galatians 3 while you're going to Mark 1. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified? In other words, he's given it all. He's, he's come back. The, the work is done. And he said, this only would I learn. Have you received, did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? What's he saying? You've gotten this far by faith. Don't get into works. People say, people say, well, yeah, but we're not under the law. We're not. Works are works. If you're legally trying to figure out how to get something from God, legally trying to figure it out, when all it takes is love, He loves you. You don't need to legally figure it out. He's already done it. He did it. He did it when you were his enemy. You think he's not going to give it to you now that you're his child? He put it in place. It's ours. And, and, and we are designed with faith to receive it. The grace is there with the faith is ours. Amen? The, the grace gives on a constant basis. Jesus walked this earth in, in the grace of God, with the grace of God, giving the grace of God. Right? And everybody who came to Him and asked received out of this grace by their faith. Amen? It says, are you so foolish that what you've begun in the Spirit, you're not trying to perfect in the flesh? In other words, if we're trying to justify ourselves, if we're trying to tell everybody what we've done or who we've been or we're in faith, you know, and, you know, you could say, you could see people going, uh, thought about going to the doctor? No. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Were you so foolish? Did, did you ask God? Were you so foolish to think that what you began in the Spirit doesn't need to be finished in the Spirit? Well, doctors aren't spiritual. If God tells you to go, it's the most spiritual thing you can do. Amen. Right? The most spiritual thing you can do is what God says. And that's the answers you're looking for, not your own answers. Spiritual answers without God's backing are not strong. And they won't do anything. If God tells you you need to do something and you got it in your spirit, you need to do it, then you can confess you don't need to do it until the cows come home and it ain't going to help. In fact, it's going to hurt. Amen? Amen? And he may say, oh, absolutely, do not go to the doctor. You stand right here on this word and you believe me. He may say that. Make sure it's him and not your desire. You know, make sure, make sure it's him when, when we're talking, because I know in me, I, I got some strong opinions and sometimes my strong opinions sound like God. Huh? You know, I'm like, oh yeah, that was God. I feel better about that because I really didn't want to do it anyway. <laughs> of course you didn't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a, that's a good sign. It might be spiritual pride. <laughs> Mark 11, 1. Or Mark 1. Sorry, Mark 1, 40. It says, There came a leper, a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying to him, Why won't you heal me? No? I've been to the synagogue all my life. Why, why do I have leprosy? You know, sometimes people are more interested in why they're in their problem than getting out of it. I, you know, I got to tell you what, when I'm hurting, I could care less. 
Get me better, then spank me. (laughs) Right? Get me well, now correct me. Because you ever tried to correct somebody that's in pain? They don't listen very good. I don't. Right? When I don't feel good, I don't really care about what you're saying. I mean, you guys probably do. You're more spiritual than me. But when I don't feel good, sometimes I get a little cranky. Right? Thank God I don't feel good. I mean, I feel good most of the time. Right? Because I'm why? Because I'm healed. Right? That's why. Amen? It's kind of like when you don't get eat enough, you get hangry. Yeah. <laughs> hangry. Yeah, you don't want to be hangry all the time. I guarantee you that. You better get some food or get a hold of yourself. And there came a leopard unto him saying, If you will, you can make me clean. Why didn't he say, Lord, I'm a leper. Can you take away this leprosy? He said, he did. He said, if you will, you can make me clean. Okay, he had faith that he was Jesus. He was the son of David. He had that faith. But he needed some, he needed some more faith. He said, if you will. In God's will to heal, Brother Moore went over this and over this and over this and over this. This is where if it's not God's will to heal... It would have been perfect time for Jesus to say, it's not always my will. You, you need to do this. You know, you haven't done this. Sometimes God doesn't want to do this. It would have been the perfect time not to. But Jesus didn't do that. He immediately said, I will. He said, in other, in other words, it is my will. He was moved with compassion. Why? Because he loves people. That's what God does. Right? That's what God does. When you ask right, you get compassion. He started out asking for mercy, so he's still calling on the mercy of God. Well, compassion is part of the mercy of God because it's love and action. Amen? So his, his very ask started with mercy. He said, he said, have mercy on me. And Jesus said, what can my mercy do for you? That, that was Jesus' question. What can my mercy do for you? He said, if you will, you can make me clean. And, and, and Jesus said, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him. If sickness is gone, what are you? Healed. <laughs> right? So when sickness is gone, you're healed. If sickness was taken out of the way on the cross, on the stri- from the stripes on his back, what are you? Healed. You, the sickness was taken away over 2,000 years ago through Jesus Christ. When we received Him, we became the righteousness of God, justified, re- received free gift of grace. And everything in that, in that gift is good. It, it's, it's rescue. It's healing. It, it is the full salvation. He didn't leave anything out. Whatever we needed to exist on this earth he put in there. Amen? And healing was one of them. And he said, he said, I, he said, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he said that, the, the leprosy departed and his body was cleansed. Did you ever notice that if you if you've got the chicken pox and the chicken pox go away, then the chicken pox go away. Right? Amen? Yeah. If you got a cold and the cold goes away, the cough goes away. Why? Because when healing comes, a healed body cannot sustain sickness. 
a healed body cannot sustain sickness. So what he asked for, he said, make me clean. Well, to make him clean, he had to get rid of the sickness. Right? Now he's got a healed body. Now he's clean. Healed body, clean body. So the leprosy left, and then the sores went away. Why? Because leprosy caused the sore. Amen? The blood of Jesus caused the healing. Amen? The stripes on Jesus' back caused the healing in your body. It, it caused it. And, and that's why we can wake up every morning and we say, I'm healed. How do you feel today? I feel healed. How do healed people feel? They feel good. Right? How do they feel? They, they don't even act on their feelings lots of times. They just walk around healed. Right? Healed people don't even need to know how they feel. Right? <laughs> they need to listen to God. That's what they need to do. They need to find out what their next step is. You're healed. When you wake up tomorrow morning, you're going to be healed. Right? If you don't feel good, call yourself healed and then pray. Say, okay, Lord, this is going on. What's my next step? Do I get out on the water? Right? Remember what Jesus said. I will be clean. That's an empowerment right there. That's an empowerment. He didn't say, he didn't say, go make yourself clean. He said, I will, you be clean. What's he saying? I'm empowering you to be clean. And, and then he said, then he said immediately, the leprosy left and he was cleansed. Why? Because sickness couldn't stay there anymore. Amen? What, 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 how'd he get healed? By faith in God's will to heal him. He already believed he could. He just needed to know he will. And the minute Jesus said he will, boom. Empowerment. Right? An enablement. An enablement to have the things that God gave to him. Wow, this was a quick, quick time. Let's look at Luke. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us. Healing's ours. You know, it's too many things that keep us from, you know, you, you look at people that just got saved and they seem like they receive so easy and it's because they do. Why? Because they're just little kids and anything God says is just true. I can just have it. The only thing that would ever keep somebody that just got saved from healing is usually condemnation because they just can't believe that God gave that to them free after everything they'd done wrong. But man, they get rid of that condemnation. What, what's that? Just for the unjust. Right? You're no longer condemned. The justness of Jesus took away the unjustness of you. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Luke 18. 38 is where the blind man's yelling out, saying, Son of David. What's he asking for? He said, I want to receive from your mercy. You know what, what you know what's inside of grace? Mercy. All God's mercies are in the grace of God, in the grace that Jesus Christ gave us. All the mercy of God. You know, you're walking in that today. There were things that never happened to you today. Right? right? Yes. There were things that we take advantage of every day and take for granted that are because of God's mercies. Mm-hmm. Remember what it, it's what it says in Lamentation. It's because you're not consumed because of this mercy. Right? In other words, if this mercy wasn't in action every day, it would be like the earth losing gravity. Right? You'd be consumed just like that. And guess what? People that don't even know him, enemies, are getting that mercy right now. If they're still here, 
with another breath, they're, they're getting shown the mercy and kindness of God every day. And they may never proclaim it, but it'll be true. Why? Because it's, it's, it's one of the strongest forces that's holding this earth the way it is right now. When we're gone, whew, it'll be a rough place. It'll be a rough place. And they which were before rebuked him, who went before him, rebuked him that he should hold his peace. And he cried even a little more. What's he, he wants something out of that mercy. Why? He knows he can have it. He knows it's in there. He knows it's his. Amen? He said, Son of David, have mercy on me. What's he saying? Show me your kindness. Show me goodness. And Jesus stood and commanded unto him that he was brought to him. And when he was come near, he asked him. What do you do? He asked him. He said, what will, what, what will you, King James, what can I do for you? <laughs> How about that? What, what, what would you want me to do unto you? That was his question. That's not the time to tell him how you got blind. Right? That's not the time to tell your story. Why? If you tell your story, you're just trying to justify how you got that way. You know, there, there's this bad thing in the earth, and it's called, I want sympathy. And flesh loves it. Flesh loves to, to, for somebody else to feel sorry for it. Jesus didn't move because he felt sorry for somebody. He moved because he loved them. There's a big difference in loving somebody and feeling sorry for somebody. You can feel sorry for somebody you never loved. Unless you're a Christian, then you love everybody. Right? But if you feel sorry for them, you're not showing love. Right? Compassion acts. <laughs> Glory to God. It's a totally different thing. And, and, and you don't want, you don't want sympathy. Trust me. You don't want somebody to sympathize with your problem and how you got there. Oh, you're kidding. That happened to you? Oh, my. No wonder you feel so bad. Oh, you should feel worse than you. I'm amazed you're in as good a shape as you are. You, you know what? Your heart may be warm, but your body still hurts. It, it, it's not a fix. It's not even a good aspirin. Amen? It, it, won't, it won't do what you're looking for it to do. Stay away from it. You do not want that kind of pity. Amen? And I know it doesn't look good, but I, I, my mom did this to us. I'm, I'm surprised she didn't get DFS called on her. But literally, you didn't come up to her looking for pity. Get up. Come on. I remember I, I was playing basketball, eighth grade. I really liked basketball. I was smaller than taller, smaller, smaller this way, taller. But liked basketball. Anyway, I it was uh, and it was one it was one of my favorite things I did, and I was playing in a game. Ran down the court, hit some you know how you hit somebody's foot and twist your ankle, and I heard it pop. And of course, I tried to keep going. That didn't help it at all. And I, I went to the bench, and my my coach looked at it and he said, he "said you're out." And immediately, my mom comes down, pulls me off the bench, pulls me to. A classroom, this was, uh, it was at Pleasant Hope, actually, Pleasant Hope Junior High, and uh, pulled me to a classroom, said, sit in the seat. She didn't say, oh, son, how do you feel? So, is it hurt? Do you think it's broke? She never said any of that. She said, sit down. She grabbed my ankle. She said, resurrection power in the name of Jesus. And then she quit. 
I played basketball the next Thursday. The doctors, we went to the doctor. (gasps) And he said, you won't play for four to six weeks at least. And I played the next Thursday. Played my best game, scored my highest ever. That, That anointing just kept carrying over. But she didn't give me sympathy. And I know people think that's mean, but the best thing sometimes you can do is pick somebody up and say, okay, let's go. You can do it nice, but let's go. Let's go. You can do this. Amen? Amen. Because if you let them sit there long enough, they'll get things they didn't even have. Why? Because the devil will talk you into more. Not only is your ankle bad, I think you may have twisted your knee at the same time. Your hip's not feeling so good either. My goodness, it's in the back of your back. Next thing you know, you're you're in eighth grade having hip surgery and new knees. And why? Because the devil and your flesh are not smart. Don't give them place. Amen. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought to him. Guess we're going to close with this. He asked him, saying, "What will what wilt thou that I shall do unto thee?" What kind of, his, his question was, what kindness do you want? What kindness do you want? When you're asking for something from God, hear that answer from Him. Because that's really what He wants to know. He says, what, what do you want out of my mercy? That's His next question to you. When you say, Lord, give me mercy. He says, okay, what do you want from my mercy? That's, that's what He asked this man. And He said, Lord, that I may receive. What He literally said is, I'm not, have, I'm not being able to receive. I, need, I want to receive my sight. His problem was a receiving problem. It wasn't a believing problem. It was a receiving problem. Amen? He believed if he could get to Jesus, he could receive his sight. So he got to Jesus, and he said that I might receive my sight. And what did Jesus do? He said, he said unto him, receive your sight. What's that? It's an empowerment. That's, that was no different than when he said, Peter, get out of the boat. Come. The same power that caused Peter to walk on the water caused this man to receive his sight. It doesn't say, and God gave him his sight. It says, and he received his sight. So many times, God's saying, what do you want? Okay, take it. And and we're saying, I don't want to get in your refrigerator, Lord. You might have other stuff in. You're the son. Get in the refrigerator, take out a soda and drink it. Make a sandwich if you want. Amen? Get in there. He's telling you to get it. Get it. That refrigerator full of grace. It has everything in it that you'll ever need for life, health, and godliness. Everything you'll need is in there. Open the door and take it. Because, not because you're, you're not taking it. because You're taking because you know He wants you to have it. That's why He put it in there. He didn't put it in there just so he could say, yeah, it's in there, but you can't have any. That would be mean. That'd be like saying, I got a big old bowl of banana pudding in there. Don't touch it. (laughs) Yeah, but Lord, I ain't had no banana pudding in a long time. I don't care. It wasn't made for you. Everything in the refrigerator of grace is made for us. It was made specifically and put there specifically for us. And at any time, we can receive from it. Amen? All we have to do is open the door. All we have to do is reach in by faith. That's what he did. He reached in by faith and he received his sight. He received it. Amen? 
In other words, he went like this. He took his great big faith hands. You always think of Mickey Mouse. He had a little bitty arms, he's got those big old white hands. Right? That dude must be able to hold quarters galore. Right? That's what you want in those hands. Yeah. Okay, Lord, thanks. And you take it. And you and and then he saw. Why? Because he received his sight. You know what people that receive their sight can do? See. They're healed people. They're just like people who don't have sickness. They're healed. If you don't have blindness, you see. Glory to God. We serve a good God. He wants us to have these things. These are the things that we can have by faith. You know, I've spent time, and I know Kim has too, faith for healing. People say, well, I'm not sick. I don't need to listen to faith for healing. If you won't listen to something just because you don't feel bad, it might be spiritual pride. You might be on your way to feeling sick. Right? Listen, you, the word, it, it says faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So hear it. Hear it. And then when you're done hearing it, hear it. And then hear it. And after you've heard it for seven years. Do you know I still played that tape? Even as we were coming out. Why? Because I'd heard it for seven years. But now I was really hearing it. Now I was really hearing it. It was really meaning something to me. It wasn't just words coming out of, a, out of a speaker. It was words going into my heart. Why? Because now I love the Lord. And everything I heard was, was focused on what I could now do for Him because He'd already done so much for me. Not because we were out. We weren't out. I just knew we were. In here. Amen? We serve a good God. He's a healing God. He's got healing for you. He's got healing for me. Amen. And we can have it tonight. Amen. You know, when, when they let the guy down, stand to your feet through the roof. And Jesus looked up and he saw their faith. He didn't see their work. He saw their faith that caused their work. Amen. And see, that's the difference. When we work to show our faith... It's your, the, your faith's not there because you're working to try and show your faith. But Abraham, when he sacrificed Isaac, he wasn't working to show his faith. He did the work because of faith. And his faith mixed with his action was unto justification. Amen? This is why Abraham was called righteous. Why? Because he believed God. He believed God. God said, do this. He didn't languish for days. He got up the next morning and they left. Right? And he wasn't going like this. Oh, I don't know. I hope I don't have to kill him. I hope I don't have to kill him. He was on his way to sacrifice Isaac. He wasn't concerned. Right? Why? He'd already, by faith, received him back. No matter what was getting ready to happen, God's big enough. No matter what's happening in your life right now, no matter what healing you need, no matter what, what problem you're facing, God's more than enough. Don't unhook. Don't draw back. Press in. Press in. Ask for what you need. Expect to receive it. And by faith, receive it. Amen? These are ours to have. Get into the grace. Take those big old faith hands and grab a handful of whatever it is you need. Amen? You guys got a song?